Here it is, another episode of the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am Mark Jolliffe, a.k.a. DJ Soundwave. Got a big show today. Got my guy Mark Carrier, former Chicago Bears safety on the show. Talk about the Bears' upcoming season, the NFL, and all things football. Before we get going, let's do a real quick sponsor read and kick off the show. Today's episode is brought to you by DB. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything from the streets to the peaks. DB's gears travel tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed and developed, released, and refined the best bags in the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you are able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller, or tote. And, you know, especially now that traveling starting to come back. You can't put everything in an overhead. You got to have some DB equipment with you to make sure you get everything to where you're going and back. We are teaming up with DB to exclusively offer our listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10 or going to the link in our show notes. DB, it's time to move on. Time to get going. You're listening to the Infinite Banter Podcast. Once again, I am Mark Jolliffe. Thanks for checking out the show. Big salute to my last guest on the last episode, H2 Owens. If you have not heard that episode, go back and check it out. Talk about his new album with DJ Proof. The album is called Waterproof. You can find it on Bandcamp. A lot of fun talking with him. <laughs> I have to put out there, I, I we were talking about Bucky's, and he had mentioned that Bucky's was a big deal where he lives down in Florida, and he asked if we had him up here in the Chicago area. We do have something called Bucky's, but it's not the same Bucky's he was talking about. The one up here is spelled B-U-C-K-Y, like Bucky Barnes, Winter Soldier. Comic nerd, I had to bring that up. The one he's talking about is B-U-C-E-E-S. Never heard of it, completely unfamiliar. When he brought it up, I thought he was talking about the Bucky's out here. So long story short, I've never been in the one he's talking about. It sounds like it's some sort of uh, gas station slash Walmart deal. Big up to them. I was just uh, traveling from St. Louis and Springfield. I didn't see a Bucky's out there. Maybe they're not in that area. I'm not sure, but <laughs> I guess I lost them as a sponsor because I don't know what they are. And I kind of kind of crapped on uh, gas stations and cigarettes and stuff. So whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> All right. Let's get into this episode today. We're going to talk about the Bears and the 2021 kickoff to the NFL season. My guy, Mark Carey, has been on the show before. Glad to have him back on. You can hear him on Sports USA Media. He's going to be doing the Bears-Bengals game in week three, so definitely check him out on there. But yeah, really excited about the football season as uh, my Chicago Cubs are not going to be going to the playoffs this year, but I do have football to watch, and I don't know if that'll be <laughs> worth watching. We'll talk about it. you hear in the interview when I talk with Mark Carrier. So without further ado, let's get into it. You can find the show on all digital platforms, specifically Spreaker, iTunes, CastBox, Spotify, places like that. Go on YouTube, check out Infinite Banter, just type in Infinite Banter, hear clips from past guests, rate and review the show on Podchaser and Apple Podcasts, and of course you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Infinite Banter Podcast. All right, let's get into it, talk about some football with my guy Mark Carrier, but before we do that, as you know, this show does not start, it's not official, Into the one and only Daryl McDaniels, DMC, says this. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K-I-N-G, the greatest MC in history. And right now, you're listening to Infinite Banter, because we will banter on forever, because this is the only place for all of y'all to ever be. I be Infinite Banter. 
You're tuned into the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am Mark Jolliffe, and right now I'm joined by a three-time Pro Bowler, Defensive Rookie of the Year, former NFL safety coach, listed as one of the top 100 Chicago Bears of all time. And you could hear him on the call for NFL games on Sports USA Media. Second time on the show, the one and only good old number 20, Mark Carrier. What's going on, man? Hello, Mark. How you doing? Good, man. Good. Getting ready for the NFL season, as I'm sure you are as well, doing the call as you do for a Sports Media USA. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited. I mean, I, I don't do as many as I, I used to do because, you know, working for Leola, but when I can and fill in, it's always exciting. And being in the Midwest, there's always a good chance I'm going to do a Bears game, which last year I ended up doing two Bears games. So it makes it easy. It makes it easy because you get a good, nice parking pass. You get to go right up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you have to fight that traffic. Which uh, which Bears games did you do last year? Do you remember? Oh God, I did the. I, you know what? Yeah. Oh, you hit me in there. I think I did the Colts uh-huh. and the Packers. I know they lost one of those. I can't remember the Colts game. I think they lost that one too, didn't they? Or no? Yeah, they did. Lose. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they lost that in the Packer game. Yeah, it was. Uh, that's where you. I mean, that was a situation where where Rogers was putting on a, uh, a a show on how to you know how to designate how to attack a defense and right. everything. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm sure he'll do again this year. But yep, hopefully, yep, they can yep, get the better yep. of him once or twice. So, well, they got two yep. games, so maybe they'll get him once. Are you surprised he's still with Green Bay? I mean, there's a lot of rumors going on in the, the off season that he might be on the move, but he didn't. Obviously, he didn't leave. He's still uh, a Packer. No. Well, well. No, I'm no, no, I'm not because as the time got closer, I'm like, I mean, unless you, you know, you don't give up somebody like that unless uh, you know you get a a a, a truckload of, of, of picks as players. So once everything got closer to the timeline, he, he was coming back, or he was going to give up, or he's going to pay back a lot of money. So right, we're all not we're not stupid. He is. He's one thing. He's not. He's not stupid. So we knew he was coming back, and he was. And he knew he was going to have to come back. I mean, he tried to get out of there. It, it didn't happen. Because if it was going to happen, it was going to happen, like you said, right around the draft. But when that didn't happen, then he pretty – I think he understood. No, he was coming back. He just wanted to be able to have an option to get out next at the end right. of next season. I mean, at the end of this season. Right. And then go host Jeopardy, I guess, if that doesn't yeah, work go out. Ahead. Yeah, well, he's not, well, now he might be coming back because he lost that gig. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And you've got uh, week three against the Bengals this year, right? So we'll see Dalton versus old team, if he's still the quarterback by week three. I assume he will be, but – yeah. Well, you never know where, where people are crying for, <laughs> for, yeah, for right. to go you know, to go get in there and, and, and play just after in preseason, just seeing him run around. I'd say, hey, man, buddy man, God dang it, buddy man, uh, <laughs> and make plays. But, yeah, so, yeah, I get to, and which is fun because, obviously, you know, I've worked for the Bengals for four years, so I know a lot of people in the organization. Uh, the team has got a totally changed but uh, i still got some good relationships with that organization and training camp just ended i was kind of curious for you as a as a player coming out a high draft pick and you know justin fields coming up obviously is a, a high draft pick and you know the way this city's been with quarterbacks but for you when you were coming into training camp what was it like for you when you were first coming in as a highly regarded pick what's it like when you're a high draft pick and there's a lot of expectations and you come into training camp is it is there pressure expectations get to you or is it just, uh, you know, you just got to roll with the punches? Like, what's it like for you and for maybe for Justin Fields as well? Is there any relation, you think, to how you came well, in? That, well, that's first established. He's a quarterback. So there's right. a different world from, from a safety coming in. And, and I was fortunate enough to get drafted uh, in the first round. But, yeah, the expectation and the money is totally different from, from a quarterback right. to my position, which I, not, <laughs> I, which I am not. Which I'm not crying. That's just the reality of it. Um yeah, and I was coming in, and 
and it was still this is 1990 so even though it was five years before there was still a lot of and you were around that time that 85 team loom was still looming large yeah that shadow I mean, was you know, there. Even, yeah. we're in 2021 and it still looms around <laughs> uh and and the bears have already gone to the super bowl another time but that 85 group and they still had a lot of holdovers from that team still on the team so that was still part of the culture in a, in a very big way and i was coming in and dorson was still here uh basically i was replacing him and he and dave may uh, god rest his soul was great to me he knew what was going on and he helped he helped me get acclimated as, as easy as i can and i appreciate that by by dave double d uh but there was a lot of expectation the year before they had, they had missed the playoffs and came off only six wins so there was a lot of grumbling going on so there was a lot of pressure here i'm coming in replacing a, a well like player and uh and it, it was tough it, the expectation was tough and also we weren't camping in 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 lake forest either we're in uh platteville wisconsin that's right. a whole nother mindset yeah. that threw me off for a little <laughs> bit uh but it, it was i mean the expert you know i've luckily i I had great players around me, Mike Singletary, Sean Gale, Richard Dent, Van Horn, uh, Harbaugh was there. I mean, there was a lot of great players still on this team that really, Ron, I can't say enough about Ron Rivera, Chico, uh, Jim Morrissey, that really helped me. They were tough. They were mean, but they, they, they really helped me and put their arms around me, maybe more so maybe around my neck than they put their arms around me in general. <laughs> uh, to, to help me get acclimated because they understood the game that knowing I was going to be there for, for us to be successful. I had to help do my part. And for that to happen, they had to make sure I was ready to go. And they, they took the time and effort to make sure that was part of it to get me comfortable because they understood how the team game works. And if I was going to be an integral part of that team, they needed me to come along and, and, and help me advance as far as I can. And, we, you know, we end up winning the division, make the playoffs that year. But I, I and I'm still close to a lot of those guys today that really now I hate them at the time because of how they treated me. But right. I understand more so now that it was just about it was about football, it was about the game, about being a team. It wasn't nothing personal. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, the, the players that they've drafted that are on the team now, I'm sure they went through some of that. And like you're talking about, you're on a team that had veterans that are, like you said, Super Bowl champions and the shadows. It's, it's still there to this day, 2021. I mean, we're still talking about that team, yeah, and yeah. and as we should be. But yeah, they haven't they haven't won one since, so there's still that that mystique of that of that era on that team. But and you like you said, you came on a team that's established where Justin Fields is coming in, where there's already a quarterback in place. The coaching and the and the administration part is is you know that you don't know how that's going to plan out because they're on their last year deal. So it's, there's, there's some uncertainty here that, you know, you better win. You got to win now or someone else is going to be coaching this young man. That's true. What do you think about the idea that there's less preseason games? Do you think that's a benefit for players? Do you think it'll really affect the season? Cause now we've got an extra game in the regular season. How do you think that'll affect uh, all the players? That's a good question. I think more for, especially for young players, now, again, you know, players are more exposed than they were when I came in, just like I was more exposed than the group before me. So they're more exposed or more uh, experienced, meaning uh, of playing. I, I think playing in the fall, in the spring 
helped out what will probably maybe help out a little bit right uh because they you know they they're you know they they got a chance to play and then transfer right into pro football where they played in the fall that had all that time that dead time to sit around that might have been more effective i that's a good question i'm curious to see how i i think it's going to affect the the young players quite a bit because uh uh you know usually your starters really play if you put it by i mean there's four quarters there's you know, so you're talking about 16 quarters. You're looking at where your starters play, maybe out of 16, three quarters, and the veterans and the and the, the backups and the new kids, guys usually play 13 of those 16 quarters. Well, now you know they they might have played eight of those you know right. quarters, if, if that many. So that's 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 an adjustment period. So I'm curious to see how, uh, for a young team, how that's going to come. How you know how they're they're going to be ready to play for a veteran team. I don't think it's that as bad, you know, like your Tampa Bay's of the world. who have got a veteran group or your Kansas city. It'd be interesting to see, but I think for a young team, which the bears, you know, there's some change of going, how that's going to affect them. Yeah. You'd have to expect it to affect the evaluation process. And you have that one less game to evaluate. And it almost feels like you're going to be evaluating on the fly a bit because you're starting the season with an extra game and less preseason games. So it's going to be interesting to see. I, I just, I hope. I, I, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it will, it's going to be a difference. It's going to be, I think it won't, it won't surprise me if there's a lot of sloppiness which it usually is in general, right. but even more so now because of the one less preseason game. And then you throw COVID on top of that. I mean, you know, guys aren't in mini camps like they were before, and it's just so different, you know. And it's gonna it's yeah. gonna be something to watch. I mean, I think we're all yep. gonna find out <laughs> as the season gets going here. How did you yep. like training camp as a whole? Was it something that was a grind for you? Like, if you're oh. playing, would you've been happy there was only three games? Or oh, uh, I don't know. That's you know, with the way the practices are now, I definitely, especially as I got older. I would have been ecstatic about how the practices are now. <laughs> right. Knowing how you play, how much you play, I definitely would have, yeah, heck, I would have enjoyed one less preseason game. That's one less, especially as I got older, having one, one less tear on your body. As I was a younger player looking, knowing what I know now, I would have wished I would have had one more game. But as a veteran player, you would have felt much more, more excited because you felt you mentally and physically, you just would have felt you're much more fresher. Right. And I guess a lot of those guys on the fringe who were, you know, on the bubble making the team, it's, it's even more crucial to show what you can do in those two or three moments you have in these three games to yeah. to open some yes. eyes. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And you're a coach, so on that side of it, you know, how would you think it'd be on on your end as a coach trying to evaluate talent? That would now that would have been tough because it, it's tough as it is in preseason because you got so many guys and you're and you're, you know trying to evaluate these young guys and you get and now the time to evaluate them is less than it was before coming off of COVID. Uh, I just got to imagine that uh, that time for those coaches, because it's now with lesser preseason game, you're getting ready more for the seasons, too. Right. So you're spending a lot of time doing that and less time doing evaluation. And now you're into the season. So I, I got to imagine for coaches that that was just more of a uh, a burden on them for the just just the value for young players as well as preparation. And me being a Bears fan, you know, Eddie Jackson was so great those first couple of years in the league with turnovers and and things like that. And, you know, he's had a hard time with the turnovers lately. 
and they've had some turnover in the secondary. You know, Prince Amakamara has gone yep. and Kyle Fuller's gone. You being a safety and you know what it's like to have seasons where you have a lot of interceptions. And then how do we get Eddie Jackson back to what he was? Is it more the people around him? Is it the scheme? Like what what are some of the things that can get Eddie Jackson back to being that, you know, that just game changing safety that he was before? Not that he had a bad year last year, he just didn't have the interceptions like we're so used to seeing. Well, it's, it's, it's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that go into play. I, and you talked about our year. And, and again, 10 interception is a, is a revelation. It's not a norm. Right. Unfortunately, some people think it that way, but there's they a reason They expect it all the time, right? Yeah. It doesn't happen. But you also got to, you know, you got to, you got to play into factors to what happens again. You know, the, you had changeover in coordinators. Uh, you know, where were you at from a sack standpoint compared to the year when you had the interceptions? How much of the schemes changed? Teams, you know, teams get smarter too, and they get better, and they understand, and they start to adjust how to play you. You get more film on tape, and they figure out how to attack you. So there's a lot of things that go into play. But Eddie, my advice would be to Eddie is, hey, just keep getting better within the system. Don't try to do more because you feel you have to have. Like I always tell everybody, and it's hard to believe, my second year in the league, I mentally felt I played so much better, but only had two interceptions compared to ten. Right. But I just had so much better a mental understanding of the game. I had myself in better positions. Now I didn't have the opportunities of interceptions that I had before the year before, but just as a player and just from a mental and physical standpoint, I laid I I made less mistakes. I, I put I was in better position. I didn't mentally make work, you know, my checks were much more on on par for what we wanted to do. I had better anticipation. There was less, I mean, you look at my PBUs, they went down. Well, why did your PBUs went down? Well, you look at the opportunities I had, that number went down. So there's there's a lot of, and then also I probably was pressing, thinking, oh man, 10 receptions my rookie year. This is an easy game, like a lot of kids do. <laughs> right. And and you got to make, you have to make adjustments on your game to what teams are going to be seeing. You have to study. I think Mike Secretary showed me the best to say, Mark, you got to look at what you did. And your mistakes, because that's what teams are going to capitalize on and be ready to correct them more before the other teams. And that's what you also have to learn, too. Hey, learn when you're getting vulnerable at and fix those, because that's what other teams are looking at. So there's a there's a lot of things. But the big thing for Eddie, who's a really good player, comes from a good program. He's been a good he's a good player in this league. It's just don't try to force things. Just play within the scheme and just keep getting better. Yeah, and I don't even know that he even has any pressure on himself. He, he might not. He might, like you yeah. said, maybe he felt like he's having a great couple of years and fans like myself well, are, are not seeing those interception numbers and well, we're freaking out, right? <laughs> well, well, yeah, of course he gets it from that, and I know that from my own experience. Right. But what also happens is, you know, Eddie's coming up on a contract. And oh, right. He's seeing these guys get paid, and he's looking like, hey, I'm just, you know, and you start, you know, and don't get me wrong, I think he's a very good player, but part of management and it is for them to make sure they get the best value for the right price. And they'll use everything they can against you to make sure, well, you know, Eddie, you play good here and here, but this last year, this is where we see you at. So that's where those things you start playing in a factor too. So he's, that's why I say you got to block out the noise and just go play to let all that stuff take care of itself. And how much does the cornerback play affect, you know, the safety play? Like now that they don't have Fuller and they've got a couple of guys in the, in the cornerback scheme that are not there, he's probably not used to playing them as, with them as much. Uh, how much does well, that affect? him too well it's a, again it's all about the scheme right what, part of that is the scheme and then too you know eddie's a smart guy and they got smart guys is you know learning those guys and how they play and being able to 
to work with them, especially if you got young guys. And I, when I left the Bears, I got to work with when I went to Detroit. We had a whole, you know, brand new secondary. So you had to learn how to help you. You've got to help them be successful. And that might be sometimes you have to sacrifice things to make sure they're comfortable because this league, the corners, that's why they get paid more money than safeties because they're very, especially if you're the Bears are like going to go back to more of their attacking style. That means you're going to leave your corners out there on the island a little bit more. So you got to be ready to make sure they're comfortable and be able sometimes you might have to protect them just to make sure you're successful. What did you think of the Bears having Dalton as their starter as opposed to Justin Fields? Did you think they made the right call there? Right now, yes. Yeah. I, think they, I think they did. Uh, I know Andy. He was with me for four years in Cincinnati. We went to playoffs all four years. Uh, but if you're not ready to make that movement, if you're not ready for the kid to make that, then you, you don't make it. You know, like I said, I think this has been said many times over air, various airways. There's a lot of times where quarterbacks just freshman quarter of oh, freshman season. So I've been hitting the head too. Young quarterbacks <laughs> get, they get totally tough adjustment going on in their career because they get thrown to the wolf so quickly, so fast that they're not really just uh, matured and, and, and taught prior, you know, how to play the game and to, and to be able to make adjustments and this and that. But if, if Justin gives you your best chance to win, you throw him out there. There ain't no question. And you live with what you get. But if he's not ready, he doesn't give you a chance. I mean, whatever everybody gets, like anything, you get always the backup, especially in Chicago, the backup quarterback is always your most popular player. Yeah, you know on that. The football team. <laughs> Uh, but right. you don't put him out there to fail. You put him out there where he can succeed and do what he does best. But if you do that too early, sometimes you can you, know, you can mess. You know, I, I blame the Bears a lot for Mitchell Trubisky. First of all, he got overdrafted. There's no question. He got way overdrafted. And he, and it, and it really, I don't think they ever helped him to try to get better, to how he can get better player. They just kind of, all right, we go out there and win. And it just seems like the offense didn't fit who he was. Where here, you you got a chance. you got a guy who's going to, who's got some ability. You make sure you fit the offense to fit his game so he can succeed. Yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a city that's always looking for the next guy, even with the guy that's, you know, with the, the yeah. starter that's been deemed the starter. And Dalton's had a career, and he's had some good years, with, like you said, the Bengals and Dallas yeah. and such. So, yeah, just is the future. There's no question. Right. Just make sure that future is bright. Yeah, and the last thing you want to do is rush a guy when he's not ready. And you're, you know, you're talking about like Trubisky. It's a, it just happened. We all saw it. You know, he, yeah, he might not have been ready. The scheme might not have fit him. And it, you're right. It didn't seem like the adjustments are quite made to yeah. tailor to his strengths and his weaknesses. And maybe when they finally realized all that, it was too late, and yeah. they, they had to make a move. Right. Well, I don't know, but. I just make sure if you're going to put him in there, make sure you do everything you can to make him successful, make him comfortable, make him have a chance. And it might be, you know, changing the offensive game plan to fit him, but that's what you do to make sure this kid, you don't want to destroy this kid's future by putting him in too quickly and not supporting around him. Yeah. Good point there. And you saw it as a coach as well. I'm sure you're, you're coaching guys and trying to figure out when is a guy ready to take on because maybe he hasn't learned the playbook or learned the calls. And I like what you said earlier. You're talking about your second years where you really started to feel like you were making the right moves. You you knew everything that, you know, obviously your first year, you're still the learning progress and you're making a lot of plays. But that second year, you made a good point there. That's that's where you really started to feel comfortable, I'm assuming, and got to that point. And that's what he needs to get. Yeah, I rated way higher my second year in the league than I did my first year. Just the interceptions overshadowed that. Some of those mistakes, right? Where do you think uh, where do you think the Bears will finish this year? Do you think they could get into the playoffs? Are they kind of one of those teams that's on the fringe that might I, miss it? You know, it seems like they're right I, in the middle. 
I don't know because that, you know, I, I don't know what they're going to be offense. I think their offensive line, they, you know, they're trying to put guys in. I don't know where they're at on there. I think if they can't run the ball on a, on a consistent basis, then it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback there. I think they're struggle. And you don't, you know, the quarterback overshadowed, but defensively, they took a step backwards defensively and they lost yeah. their starting corners. I don't know what they're going to be on defense. You know, what that, that, that's going to play a lot on, on your offense. You know, you know, how, what type of defense you can keep running out there, getting you stops and getting you the ball if you can't score. So I'm curious to see. I'm, I mean, obviously, offense takes cake is the, the focal point, but. That's where I'm curious defensively how well, you know, they got the new defensive coordinator who's more from a big Fangio standpoint. So that's got to be a positive. But, you know, they took a step backwards last year a little bit. Let's see how they are this year going forward. Yeah, you always hear about all the defense, you know, it's still there. And I think the windows, like you said, it's if it's not closed, it's getting close. And, you know, Khalil Mack and, you know, Keem Hicks, he's had some injuries. and Yep. Yeah. You know, they, they've had a lot of players that are not at their peak new, level. Two new corners. Yeah. yeah. This, this is just, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, don't, I think I love their, like I said, I love their front seven, but it's, we'll see how they play. And I saw Trevathan is going to open a season on IL. So they're just, they're not at full strength on defense. They're not and, at full strength defense. It's just the defense has just gotten overshadowed. I'm, I'm, there's, there's some question marks there on defense. Right. And then, of course, the O line has been, uh, <laughs> it's been a big question mark ever since preseason started. Yeah. So it's going to yeah. be, it's going to be interesting. Everybody's talking about the quarterback, and that's the focus. But yeah. the players around him and everything else—that's really what yeah. it's going to come down to. Yep. Is there any reason, uh, Mark, to not think it's going to be Tampa Bay versus Kansas City again in the Super Bowl? I mean, should we? Should I not think Tom Brady can just keep doing this? It's, well, it's just um, crazy. It's, it's, it's a sexy <laughs> pick. It's an easy pick, and I'm a big Mahomes fan, and 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 obviously Tampa Bay. But I got everybody coming back. But it's hard to repeat. I think my, the dark horse for me is got is Cleveland because you just don't. Yeah. They got everything there. They got a great running game, a great defense, coach coming back. Uh, you know everything's in place. They don't ask much other quarterback, but from a talent standpoint, they're as good as anybody. So, and I can't believe I'm saying it, but man, I'm curious <laughs> to see how good the Browns end up doing this year. Yeah, I mean that the Browns in, in my lifetime, in your lifetime, they've only had a few good real teams that have done anything but it, it they're not the popular pick because they have never really done much in their in their uh at least in our lifetimes but that being said they've got a ton of talent and you're like it, it, they might this might be it this could be the year that they finally go over the hump i can say the bills i think are pretty good too yeah yeah buffalo i mean there's the obvious but the my dark horse is cleveland when it wouldn't surprise me if cleveland comes out of that the tough afc uh Central. Any teams that people are thinking will be good that you're not so sure of? Is there a team that you think might fall back? Because it always seems like there's like one or two teams that oh, are strong and, and kind of fall uh, back. Um, in Miami, yeah, everybody think yeah. Miami's going to make that tough, but man, they they're still trying to decide on you know. They're, I don't know if the quarterback is here. No whispers right. and about hey, you know, you're our guy, but really you're not our guy. So you, yeah, that's going to be they're going to be. You, know, so you figure New England's going to be better. You know, Belichick just—they're just too good, too smart organization to get not to get this figured out. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Justin Herbert, but I don't. Yeah, you know, they're always talking about San Diego, so I'm I'm not sure. Okay, they're going to take that next step. Right, the Chargers—you never know—they could be the another team. There's a lot, you know. NFL seems like every year there's like two or three teams yeah. that kind of come out of the uh, the lower pack of, of the year before, and then a couple teams yeah. that fall, like the 49ers last year. I didn't expect them to have the kind of season they did. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think they'll be better. I think they they got the young quarterback in place. If Garoppolo can stay healthy, they 
got a defense and offensive line. So I think if any injury wise, they stay away from that, they'll be better. You you got to wonder where what what steel is this is this the final run of the Steeler group? I mean, obviously defensively, right. TJ Watt's not there yet, but is talking about runs? Is this that final run for Steelers where they finally have to start taking a step backwards to start rebuilding it back up with with Roethlisberger? Yeah, I got to wonder there. And I brought up Tom Brady before, and obviously being someone who's played in the game, when you retired, and, and did you know when it was time to go? I mean, how do you think he's feel? Is it just something he's just he just can keep going out there? Do you marvel at how he's able to keep going? And someone like yourself, who obviously didn't play in his forties, but yeah, no, he's a rare. You won't see that happen too many times, and it's only one of those positions you can do it where you don't you don't get the the, the pounding on your body that just tells you hey, you can't do this anymore. Uh, that helps. And then again, he's on a loaded team. You put him on a lesser team. He'd been already retired by now, but he's on a loaded team. And as long as he can still be effective, he's going to still do it. Yeah, it just seems like every year you think, ah, oh, this might be the his might be his last year. And yeah, yeah, it's just amazing. It's it's really something. It's it's really hard to. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, yeah, you know, I watch baseball and other sports. They're outliers. You can't you yeah, yeah you can't use that as the norm because it's it doesn't happen. Not at all. And I did see that uh, you know Long Beach Poly had a reunion. Talk about that and meeting up with the old guys there from the high school, and it had to be really fun to all of you guys get back together and talk about the good old days. Well, it was you know what it, it wasn't as as big. It was a, a good a buddy of mine who actually played at UCLA before me, but went to Poly. He opened up a, a new uh, lounge down in Long Beach, and he's uh, been bringing different people back from Long Beach to honor them and the weekend I wasn't planning on going, but he ended up bringing the two other gentlemen, Alvin Warren, Eugene Burkhalter. He brought back to honor with me. Well, Alvin was my best man in my wedding and Gene was my, uh, one of my groomsmen in my wedding. So it's one of those I had to go. My wife was on board. My boss here, Loyola was on board. So, so it was a good trip to get down there. And I didn't, I was only down there for a few days to get to see, I did see a little family. I still have down there and some good friends. I didn't get to see a majority of a lot of, cause I was only there for a short time right. just to be with that media group. How good were you guys? I mean, being someone who had, who didn't watch you guys play, it had to be something. I, I wish I was able to go back in time and watch you guys do your thing there at uh what was it like playing with those guys and how good were you were you guys pretty well renowned in that in that area yeah, in I, I high mean, school compared to you know you know public private schools weren't the went to rage uh, during those times you you know about the 80s and 70s it was all the public schools and poly is a public school and that school was i think they're number two now but forever they were the number one school to put guys in the nfl i mean it wasn't even close I mean, their their school in in a five year span had three rookie of the years. I mean, so that's how depth and and adapt it was, and 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 successful it was in putting people uh, out in the pro. So um, to me, that school when I went there, it was it was like my super. It was like my NFL. It was like the big time, because to be recognized and be successful there, it gave you a chance to. You felt like you accomplished something because all the great names that people that came before. And to see your name part of that group made it feel so, uh, made you feel like you did something uh, important. Plus, it mattered, you felt very confident going anywhere to college, knowing that you played under in that program. Yeah, no doubt. And you brought up the LBC, Long Beach. Got to bring up uh, your guys, Warren G and Snoop. Have <laughs> you been talking to those guys? And I kind of miss, you know, with COVID, we don't get to see concerts or anything. And one of the last concerts I went to, I, I think I told you this last time, was Warren G when he came yeah. out here to the Chicago area. So. 
I hope to see those guys, you know, do a show sometime in the near yeah, future. Yeah, I talk to yeah Warren and I. We talk we talk about once a month. I'm I'm really close with Warren. I Snoop and I are real real good with each other. I I I talk to him through people who are good friends of mine, who's friends of him. Uh, Warren and I, or we talk, we, we talk, like I said, once a month, we were really good. We came cause we were the same class. Uh, Snoop was about four or five years. He's with Willie McGinnis class. So oh, cool. he's more closer to that, that group. Uh, but we know a lot of same people. So we're very close, but, uh, uh, I get it when they, yeah, when they come in town or come around, I've, I've been ple- fortunate enough over the last. Uh, eight years, I've probably gone to five, six concerts and got to see him and brought family and friends. And they've all worn Snoop both been great to the family and friends I brought around and treated me with, treated me well and treated my guests well. So I uh, look, I, when I talk, I'm hoping to get to start touring and hopefully in 2022 and get a chance to see him. Right. And I saw your post with the Snoop Dogg gear. He had some nice shirts, you know, the doggy style cover I saw on one of them. And yeah. And I think yeah, no, yeah, and my wife was laughing because she's like, "You'll never wear it." I <laughs> no, I probably won't. It won't. I don't think it'll look good in a private Catholic school setting, but it's still <laughs> nice to have. Yeah, I, I could see that, but you could probably yeah. wear it around the house because we're not going yeah, anywhere these days. The house, yeah, there you go. You know, I perpetrate. Yeah, <laughs> perpetrate. There you go. Right. Just yeah. just take a picture of the house, do a selfie or yeah. something like yeah, yeah. yeah. repping Snoop yeah. while making eggs or something or whatever. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> or my wife beater and do rag. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Doing the crip walk in the kitchen. Yeah. I think yeah. you said that he has a cookbook too, right? Stupid. He has a cookbook. Yeah, yes. Yeah. With a and with uh, uh oh, gosh, what's her? Martha Stewart, right? Martha Stewart. She's in it with it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't even imagine what's in there because they're so oh, different yeah. ends of the spectrum, it's, it's but good. they come together good. so yeah. great. Yeah. I have it on my desk at school when kids come in, they look at it, and start laughing. <laughs> do you have to grow your own uh, greenery for any of these recipes? I'm sure you do a little bit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that's that's more of his. That's that's that's. He, he, Snoop's also an herbologist. That, that's, right. That's beyond my means. Right there you there. go. That's, only, yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Herbologist. I like. Yeah, that. He's an herbologist. Yeah. <laughs> Herb. He's an herbus or whatever. Yeah. Herb. Yeah. And uh, last time I had you on too, we were talking about movies and stuff. I mean, with COVID, it's been hard to get to theaters. But have you gone to any movies lately? I know you said you like to go to. I. I you know what? That's the one that I've told my wife. That's the one big thing that I've missed. With COVID, it's not going. I think the last movie I went to was Quiet Place Two. We oh, finally wow. broke down and went. But it's, yeah, that's that's been a big that's a big part of been a big part of my in my my social life for years. And not doing that, that had to had to adjust. But I missed that. Now I've gotten I've only gone to movies once in the last, like I said, last year and a half. Yeah, it's been tough. I saw Black Widow about a month or so ago, and just watching everything online, it's just so different. But uh, yeah. It is different, yeah. It's it's different. Oh, not the same effect. Yeah, on my phone, it's only so big, so it, it yeah. doesn't get the same theater experience, man. Yeah. But Mark, I, thanks so much for coming on the show, dude. And you know, we're looking forward to hearing your call on Week Three against the Bengals. And they can hear yeah. you on Sports USA Media. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, no, no doubt, and definitely uh, thanks again. And we'll see. Uh, we'll see how the Bears do. You know, if, if they're. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll. Yeah, we'll talk about this at the end of the year, saying okay. <laughs> It'll either be a good conversation or like, oh well, new, new, they're getting new people, bringing new people in, new coaches, new administrator, new GM in. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, thanks yeah. so much, Mark. Appreciate your time Thank as you. always, man. And uh, I have to look for that Snoop Dogg cookbook. I I didn't know that he had one. Now I'm interested. Yeah, no, I got to send you a picture of it. Yeah, it's a pretty funny co- cover of it. 
Well, since I don't go to restaurants anymore, it's probably the best thing to <laughs> the next yep. thing to it. So start cooking in the house. But uh, thanks again, Mark Carey. Appreciate your time, man. And we'll definitely check for you on uh, Sports USA Media and everything else going on. Thank you. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, a lot of fun talking with Mark Carrier. And uh, I got to look up that Snoop Dogg cookbook. <laughs> I didn't know that he had one. It makes sense. Him and Martha Stewart have been doing things for a while, doing some collabs. So apparently they did a, a book together, and I definitely need to check that out. So salute to Mark Carrier. Thanks for coming on here. And like I said before, check him out broadcasting on Sports USA Media. And he will be doing week three, the Bears versus Bengals. That could be a big game because by then the Bears could be 2-0 and or 0-2 looking for that first win or maybe getting that first loss. And if Dalton is still the quarterback, he'd be playing his old team, the Bengals. So there'll be a little bit of drama in that one. We'll see how things are going. If they're 0-3 after that, Justin Fields will be the quarterback, I would think. <laughs> Pretty close to the next week or, or a couple weeks after. I don't see how long they would wait. If they start out 0-3, 0-4. I will say that as far as what I think they will do this year, I'd be shocked if they won more than nine games. I see them, they're somewhere in that like 6-10 to 10 range, which probably half of the NFL is in that area. They could win six games and have a, a rough year. They could win 10 games and overachieve and make the playoffs. They're probably more like eight or nine, and that's what they've been two years in a row now. So it's hard to put them anywhere above and beyond that. But if I had to guess, and they had the extra game this year, so eight wins actually gives you a losing season unless you have a tie somewhere. So my guess is that they're going to be a 9-8 and eight team. And I feel like I'm being very optimistic by saying that. Uh, they very well could be 7-10 and 10 or something like that. We shall see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I just want to see Justin Fields get out there and show what he can do. I'm not a coach. I don't know how they should uh, judge it. I don't know about rushing quarterbacks and playing them too early or not playing them when they're ready. I would just say if he's ready to go and he's the best guy you have on the roster, he should be out there. But we'll see. If, if they start having a bad start to the season, he will be out there without a doubt go bears <laughs> nine wins Woohoo! barely making the playoffs that's that's my prediction and then losing in the first round exciting <laughs> what team are, oh, i gotta i gotta wait for the bulls then because the bears will disappoint me and i'll have to watch the chicago bulls i guess who did a lot of things and i'm not so sure if it means they're going to be good or if they're also going to be kind of eh, in the middle and maybe or might not make the playoffs hey this is jason warner smith and you are listening to Mark Jolliffe on Infinite Banter. Banter, banter, banter. Hey, when you're done listening to this podcast right here, the Infinite Banter Podcast, go check out my guys, my friends over at the Reddit on Wiki Podcast. Uh, oh my God, John, were you up on Wikipedia all night? John, are you okay? You're, you're shaking. You guys... You will not believe what I just read on Wiki. Welcome to Reddit on Wiki, the poorly researched, semi-funny podcast on random stuff we find on the internet. Who are you talking to? And why are you shaking so much? Subscribe to Reddit on Wiki on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Sean, I'm scared. Me too, buddy. Me too. What up, what up? It's your man Money B. From Digital Underground, Raw Fusion, and Money Being Young Hump, representing that bay all day. And of course, I cool out and I'm rocking with infinite banter, if you didn't know. Time for you to leave, assholes. All right, that is Kirk Acevedo telling me to get out of here, and that is exactly what I'm going to do. Uh, Real quick, I've been teasing that I will watch Bloodsports for my Infinite Torture segment. Well, unfortunately, I can't find the movie. I even went to the library. 
This thing is not easy to find. It's on Hulu, but I have to pay extra to watch it. It's not on Tubi. It's not on Pluto. I'm not looking at the dark web to watch uh, movies. I got burned once when somebody sent me a link to something. I wanted to watch Bad Ronald, this old 70s TV film, and uh, apparently was on some site that is all about uh, things I don't want to read about. I'm not going to get into it, but... I don't want to watch things on those sites. So if somebody knows I can watch Bloodsport for free, I'll do it. I'm not paying to watch this. So right now it's on hiatus. Maybe I'll watch something else in its place. If somebody has an idea on a horrible movie or an album I never heard that I need to hear, send me some ideas. My guy Rudy sent me uh, an idea to watch Attack of the Clones, which of course I've seen. I don't know how many times I've watched that awful movie. Uh, the idea is that I watched something I've never seen before, but if I'm getting desperate, maybe I just rewatch that and see if it's better than I thought, which I'm sure that's not going to happen. I don't even own that movie. I'm a big Star Wars fan, but there's two movies that are not on my shelf. It's that one and Phantom Menace. They will never be on my shelf. So I don't know when I last saw Attack of the Clones. I used to call it Attack of the Clowns, and I don't know when I'll ever watch it again. It might be worse than Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace was just a big disappointment because it was the... The comeback, you know, to restart the series. But Attack of the Clones, you were hoping that maybe they would get it right and fix some things from the first one, and that thing is just, it's just terrible. It might be, it might be the worst one. <laughs> For that reason alone, maybe I need to judge whether it's worse than Phantom Menace. So if I can't find Blood Sports, then maybe that's what I end up doing instead, doing a revisit of a movie I hate. So, all right, that's it for the show. Salute to number 20, Mark Carrier, former Bears safety, for coming on here and talking about the Bears and the NFL. And you can find him on Sports USA Media. As I said, he will be doing week three Bears and Bengals, so check him out on there. Thanks for checking out the show. Follow the show on all digital platforms. Rate and review the show on Podchaser and Apple Podcasts. Go on YouTube, type in Infinite Banter, listen to clips from past guests. And follow the show on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those places at Infinite Banter Podcast. Thanks again to Mark Carrier. I appreciate everybody for checking out the show and listening. Until I do another one of these, maybe I'll run across Bloodsport. Maybe I'll find it in a dumpster somewhere. <laughs> I'll bring it in the house and watch it. They probably sell it at Bucky's. I need to talk to my guy H2O Owens. Hey, do they have a copy of Bloodsport um, <laughs> at Bucky's? <laughs> like in the dollar bin or something? Mail me a copy, because I don't know when I'm ever going to watch this damn thing. <laughs> Maybe they have it at Goodwill. Maybe that's where I need to go look. I don't want to go dumpster dive for this damn movie that I don't even want to watch. <laughs> it's way too much effort. Way too much effort. All right, so I do another one of these. I'm out. Hey, asshole, get off the road. Being on the infinite banner with my man Mark has been a pleasure.